everyone. I'm Rachel here with Ari and we're your hosts for the Merry Writer podcast. This week we're on episode 198 and we're asking how can you set writing goals? Before we dive into the topic, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening if you haven't already. And if you enjoy the show, please share it with friends and feel free to write a review. So this week, since it's the beginning of January and it's the beginning of a new year, we have to talk about setting writing goals because that's just the way we are. And I'm pretty sure that we've done an episode similar to this once before, but again, it's the beginning of a new year. So let's refresh and talk about it again. So I think one of the best ways that you can set writing goals for yourself, uh, well, first let's talk about me. I try to write writing goals based on like a certain amount of days or months. And I always tell myself that I'll edit a draft within a month, for example. And I, I, that seems to work best for me if I give myself those self-made deadlines. And if I hit them, great. If I don't, well, tough cookies. I don't know. But I think something, this is something that I need to do as well. One of the ways you can set these writing goals is to figure out how long it takes you to do a certain task. And what I mean by this is that there are many different stages to the writing process. You got to, some outline, some don't, we, you got to do research, you got to write the first draft, you got to revise, you got to rewrite the next draft, you got to edit, you got to proofread. And that's not even including all the admin tasks that you need to do if you're planning on publishing or self-publishing your novel. You got to take this loosely when it comes to figuring out how long it takes you to do a certain task. It might take you a week to get through your novel's outline and figure out you know, what you want to convey in the story, the beginning, middle, end, all that fun stuff. But then when you write the first draft, that could take you three months, could take you five months. It could take you one month if you participate in challenges such as NaNoWriMo and you work like that. Maybe, I mean, a lot of people work like that. And from there, when you figure out how long it takes you to do these different stages of the writing process, you can kind of gauge how long it'll take you to write your whole book. And you can figure out how long it'll take you to write it and figure out how long it'll take you to complete the whole project. And I want to, you know, add a quick disclaimer that every project is different. It depends on how long the book is. It depends on what genre the book is. It also depends on what's going on in your life because you may take a whole week to outline your book but something during that week might happen that I don't know you might have a family emergency or something like that not to sound morbid or anything but you know stuff happens and you need to kind of push things back a little bit and then it takes longer than a week technically so you need to tweak it per project, you got to roll with the punches that life gives you. But I think when you want to set a writing goal to complete a novel or complete the first draft or complete a certain round of edits, try to time yourself and give yourself self-made deadlines that you don't need to stick to rigidly, but make those deadlines so you can kind of figure out how long it takes you to focus on each specific stage of the writing process. I think that's a good idea because it's we don't always know how long things take. And yes, obviously things change and, and, and situations can amend that. But creating an average, if if you sit down for an hour and you time it for like, you know, three months, you might find on average you can manage 700 words in that hour. 
it kind of gives you an idea. So it's not a bad idea to, to kind of figure out how long certain tasks take. And also, if you've got tasks that eat all your time, you don't want to put them all together because then it's it, any any task that eats so much of your time, especially if it's not an enjoyable task like the writing, it can be a bit overwhelming. So yeah, I 100% agree. Definitely look at how, um, how long tasks take. I'm just going to nip onto that and just say, because um, how I write is I... I don't think about I'm going to write this many days and this many uh, words or this many days or anything like that. I usually have an idea of what I need to write. So it's like, I need to write this scene. I need to create this character profile. I need to fix this part of my outline that I did not realize was an issue. And then I will create a list of like tasks. And then I try and break them down because those big tasks, like write chapter eight. If chapter eight is a big chapter or it's got a lot going on or it's, you know, it's a bit hard. I'm struggling with it. The last thing I want to do is see that sitting on my to-do list forever. So I will break it down and be like, you know, write this specific scene of chapter eight and do that research for chapter eight. And you kind of make it into smaller, easier to manage blocks. So whatever works for you, fix that to your to your system because it's it's like the, uh, the it's like the New Year's resolutions, you know, where it's like, um, get healthy. What the hell does that mean? You know? Is it going to the gym? Is it eating better? Is it having, you know, doing meditation so you're clearing your mind and you're not uh, focusing on negative thoughts? Is it getting um, help with mental health issues? Is it connecting with your community more? I mean, seriously, you need to break it down and not stick with these huge, overwhelming goals that can be a bit over you know, overwhelming. <laughs> so, yeah, that's just a random point. Uh, yeah. That that is a good point, actually. You don't want to have these goals or um anything to be too broad. You gotta break it down into baby steps because we love talking about burnout on the show. And that's a fast track to burnout. I actually used to do that. I would um tell myself, get this draft done in a month. So if you want it to be X amount of words long or from editing and it's X amount of chapters long. Well, just edit five chapters a day. Easy peasy. No big deal. But then when you actually sit down and maybe the first day, yeah, you're really into it. So you get through those five chapters and you're like, yeah, I can do this. No biggie. And then the next day you're like, this sucks. I don't want to do this anymore. This is a lot of words. It's a lot of reading. I suck at writing. I don't want to do this anymore. So you only get through like three chapters or two chapters. And then the next day you're like, oh God, I'm behind. So what I did when I was editing my mystery novel last October, I calculated the amount of pages. It was like 227 pages. I divided that by 30 or by 28 because I went away for a weekend, divided it by 28. And it worked out that I needed to revise or edit like eight to 10 pages a day. And a lot of my chapters are really short. I got to finagle with the um, I had to finagle with the formatting on it, but a lot of the chapters were really short. Like they were, some were four pages, some were five pages, most were eight pages long. And there was like a handful that were about 10 pages. So I was essentially getting through one chapter a day, unless it was really short, then I was getting through two or three. And by grouping it by pages like that, it was much more manageable for me. And I was, I didn't get burnt out at all. I don't know if that'll work for the next round of edits. Who's to say? But it worked for that. So, you know, you gotta you gotta find what works and just fool around with it. Yeah, I agree totally. It's like I used to say, like, oh, I'm gonna outline this manuscript. 
and it's like outline is actually a very intense process at times so I started doing it like outline act one <laughs> outline act two outline act 2.1 because <laughs> sometimes act two is good to be split into two points and that actually helped because otherwise you look at this outline the note you know the, the manuscript and it's massive it's a massive task you, you you know wrangling characters and plot points and so many scenes but just if you're like you know you lay out the bare bones and then just sort of focusing on act one and making sure I've got the the beats that I need and when it's about to move into act two and feel comfortable before shunting into act two and yeah seriously it's little things like that but it makes such a difference okay with that it's capitalizing and my point is remember to add wiggle room so say you can on a good day um normally write say a thousand words a day congratulations I I'm, I, I can only do that every now and then <laughs> it can be quite detrimental to set your writing goal with that as a specific goal saying like oh you know most of the time I hit a thousand uh, a thousand words if I'm writing so I might as well make every single day a thousand word goal um that doesn't help because if something derails you then like Rachel said you have this sense of I'm behind you know that's not always great it's one of the reasons I like monthly goals and if that if say that was going to be me I would actually make a monthly goal of say 25k rather than 28 or 30 30 31 because that way it just gives you that little bit of wiggle room you know because I don't know about you but when I fail at goals it can be quite demotivating especially depending on the goal some goals are if I miss you know if I say I'm going to read three books and I don't doesn't bother me if I say I'm going to do something specific with my writing and I fail miserably it does hit a little harder so just having that space to work around I don't know it just it feels it feels better and also if you exceed that goal and you smash it then you feel so much better it's a massive motivation booster and that's what we want we want motivation boosters not demotivational non-boosters I don't know what we're <laughs> And I'm just going to add, this does not mean you should be setting really low goals, knowing how easy it is to smash. Not like, I'm going to write 10 words a day. Unless you've been struggling and you're, you, you, you've taken forever to get back to your writing and, and 10 words is all you can manage, no, no issue. But if you are a writer and you can write enough, don't say, I'm going to do 10 words. If it's piss easy to do, because that that's not great. Your goals should be stretching. They shouldn't stretch you thin, but they should be stretching. The whole point of a goal is something you, you know, move towards. It's like a result. It's a, you know, yeah, look how good you did. And if it was really easy, it's like, saying, oh, we're going to do a running race, but you can use a car. It's not really the same, is it? I like that analogy. That's pretty good. <laughs> because people would do that. I think they would join a marathon and then they'd be like, let me hop on my motorbike over here and then I'll just like bypass everybody. But I do agree. Yeah, you got to add wiggle room because... Sometimes things happen in life and you can't always, there are just some days that you're unfocused too. I mean, if you're, or you get stuck and you have writer's block and you don't know exactly where to go next on your writing. And that can happen whether you have an outline or not. And they're just, there are going to be those days. So if you try to aim for X amount of words a day, then it's easy to, I'll say, I'll say it again. It's easy to get behind. And then as I already said, it's very demotivating. It's discouraging. And then that's the beginning of when you stop writing. And before you know it, it's been like a year 
because that's happened to me and I'm sure it's happened to other people as well. But you get to this point where you feel like you've gotten so behind on your goals and your self-made deadlines that you're just like, well, what's the point? Or if you're like me, you'll just say, well, a new month is coming three weeks from now. So I'll start fresh on the first or I'll start fresh on Monday. And then that comes and goes because something happens on that day or on that first week of the month. And then you're like, well, next month is a new month. And then again, before you know it, a whole year has passed, sometimes multiple years, if you're like me. And it's it's sad because writing is something that we're passionate about. We want to enjoy writing. We don't want it to be a chore. We don't want it to be work. I mean, yes, I know a lot of us are, we're trying to publish and self-publish. So we want to make a passive income or full-time income, What depending on what your goals are. Uh, but ultimately you're supposed to be writing for you. It's supposed to be fun. So add that wiggle room so that you don't stress yourself out and you don't feel stuck and feel like you have to get it done. Yeah. Can I just point out, I one thing I noticed is if you, I've noticed it with my to-do list, same with the writing if you end up like you know getting derailed and then struggle to get back to it and then do the whole oh, i'll start on monday or well you know when this is sorted you know i'll start at the beginning of the year or anything tasks get bigger i know they don't actually get bigger but they get bigger and heavier the more you ignore them they seem to gain some sort of mass to them which is why sometimes we have a to-do list and we look at it and go yeah, I don't want to deal with that. And it feels like it's huge. And then when you finally deal with that task on your to-do list, it takes like 10 minutes. And you're thinking, wow, I've been stressing about that and avoiding it for ages because it feels huge. And it wasn't huge. And it was never huge. You just ignored it so much and kind of side-eyed it so much. It became this giant behemoth in the corner. Um, well, at least it does for me. So, yeah. No, that's a whole ass mood right there. Because I do that all the time as well. I've been getting better with it, but yeah, that's that's a mood. And that actually kind of brings me into my next point about taking breaks in between each goal or and or giving yourself a day or two off each week. Because as Ari was saying, if you wanted to write like a thousand words a day or set a monthly goal of 25K, divide that by, what's four times five? 20. Divide that by like 20 days if you're doing like a monthly goal. So that way- Instead of aiming to write the seven days a week, just try to aim to write five days a week. So that way, if you're feeling unmotivated or you're feeling burnt out, you could say, oh, I could just take tomorrow off. And then the next day I can get back to it and hopefully feel more refreshed. Or you could take the two days off in a row, do what you got to do. And whenever you complete a goal, take a break, whether it's a week, two weeks, a month, just take a break. So that way, when you get back to your manuscript, you have you're looking at it with fresh eyes. And I say this in between like every goal. If you're an outliner, sure, write your outline and then do your first draft because you might be feeling extra motivated to get that first draft done. But once you finish writing it, take a break before you edit it because it's too fresh in your mind that you're going to read your first draft and you're either going to think it absolutely sucks or you're going to think it's the greatest thing you've ever written. And then if you take that break, you'll go back to that first draft and say, what the hell was I thinking? In terms of you act of your writing, not you being like, why am I doing this? Or you might be thinking that too. I don't know. 
yeah it's it's right you do need a break you need it's almost like you need to take a you need to get a bit of a tune-up it's like if you take a car and you do a massive road trip or you go you know you do a lot of miles on it you don't come back and then go i'm gonna do another one it's like you give time to the car you make sure it's you know you check its tires and its engine and you make sure it's okay you give it a rest before it has to go driving again i'm sure there's people out there going nope we just drive our car again to another road trip yeah you said like when take breaks in between goals Another little thing to add is if you've hit a big goal, like say you actually finished the first draft or you you were struggling over a huge plot hole that's been driving you insane, um, celebrate the win. It can be something simple. You know, we've talked about this before. Buy yourself something small. Go and treat yourself to a latte. You know, whatever. Watch your favorite movie. Obviously, you can do this anytime, but try and make it something. So it kind of reminds you that, you know, you did something impressive if you've been struggling to finish the first draft if you've been struggling with a damn plot hole or something that's been hard to do then freaking celebrate it it does make a difference to your health your mental health absolutely you should celebrate all of all of the wins big or small no matter when it is i know a lot of people like during NaNoWriMo in november they have all their leftover halloween candy so they'll leave a bowl of candy on their desk or wherever and they'll tell themselves if I hit my word count today I can eat a piece I think you should be able to eat candy whenever you want but I mean hey if it works it's a reward system if it works for some people then it might work for you too you could get a sticker chart stickers are fun go out and buy yourself some sparkly pretty stickers uh one year I got myself a bunch of Pokemon cards I got like a bunch of booster packs and I opened a new pack if I reached my goal for that day. And the way I did that was I only bought like seven booster packs at a time because I was like, well, if I skip a day, I already bought the booster pack. I'm not going to let it go to waste. So I only did seven at a time. So that way I was like, if I skip a day, then that booster pack will be saved for like another day and stuff. But yeah, do. Yeah. Again, have fun with it. I mean, there, there are ways you can, like our writing goals should be taken seriously, depending on what your ultimate goal is, if you're looking to publish or self-publish, but you got to have fun with it. Enjoy the process. Exactly. Exactly. I don't say it doesn't have to be something big. And especially if you're celebrating like every goal, definitely make sure you're not buying loads of expensive things because, you know, we don't want you bankrupting yourself to make yourself feel better. That's not a good thing. But yeah, little, little little treats. Little treats are quite nice just to give you a little a little boost. My final point, figure out what works. I know we've talked about this before, probably in the last episode. Don't care, say it again. Now, I love goals, but I have fallen into the trap of creating daily goals and weekly goals and then missing them completely because my life is a little bit too sporadic, which means I don't actually have a nice clean week to plan is in all of these people that use like google calendars and they block a time block their day that used to be something i could do years ago i can't do that anymore because there are too many random things that pop up because of other people and just the situation i'm in and the business i run it's just not a nice clean oh i've got all this time in the week nope and it just they sprout up like some sort of geyser that you don't realize is there so because of that, I turned to monthly goals and I try and stick with mostly monthly goals. It means I have a larger amount of time and it gives me a chance of hitting the goals 
and weathering all those interruptions and time sucks. If I said, all right, I'm going to do three specific goals a week, I guarantee something in that week is going to derail it and I'm only going to get two done or one done or none done. But if I had eight goals and I have them over the month, I am much more likely to do it. I won't break it down saying, well, this week I'm going to do these goals and this week I'm going to do these goals. I'll try, but honestly, it just doesn't work like that. I have to be very fluid with how I work on the schedule. Now, I know that people prefer quarterly goals or people prefer to plan a week and then schedule, you know, they, they plan the week and then they work their goals into every single day from the, from the weekly schedule. If that works, brilliant. But if it doesn't, try something different. Try and find a system that works so that you're not always scrabbling around going, where's my goal? What's my goal? What should I have done? Oh my God, I failed. We're all failures, aren't we? Reverse psychology. Ha ha. We did actually touch upon this on the previous episode. And the reason I remember it is because we just recorded it. So yay. I, yeah, you, you got to find what works for you. And to use Ari's words from the previous episode, find a working system. And once you find that, do your best to stick with it. But again, give yourself some wiggle room in case something comes up in real life or, you know, what have you that you need to tweak it a little bit. Because even when you find out what works for you, there are going to be days, there will be weeks that you are going to have to do a little bit of tweaking and you need to be okay with that. You got to be flexible because sometimes we get sick and during that time, you got to rest. You can't worry about your writing goals. And especially if you're, um, unless you have like an editor lined up or you're working with an agent, you're probably not going to have any deadlines unless they're self-made. So cut yourself some slack and just like push the deadline a day or two or even a week or whatever. Give yourself that extra time. And I also just want to add, and I know I say this all the time, but once you figure out what works, that might only work for like a year or maybe two years. And then at that point, you're going to need to figure out something new that works for you. And I say that because again, life changes. Maybe you'll move to a new house. Maybe you'll get married. Maybe you'll start a family who's, maybe you'll get a puppy. I don't know, but sometimes things happen and our life changes, our schedule changes. So whatever you were doing to get your writing done and meet those goals may not work anymore. So again, be flexible and just roll with the punches pretty much. I love how we're talking about setting uh, writing goals and you know keeping those goals and pretty much every point we're like, yeah, but you know what? It might not work. So, oh, well, <laughs> we always tell you guys to take our advice with a grain of salt. So here you go. True, true. But we, 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 we manage, we manage to get like, you know, it's like, I don't think I've ever hit all of my goals all of the time. I, I don't think anyone can. And to be honest, I don't think you should go in aiming to hit every single goal. The idea is you make goals and you hope to hit some of them. You know, you can even say that I'm, I'm making 10 goals for the month. As long as I hit seven of them or six of them, you know, over halfway, then it's a success. You could, do, you know, it doesn't have to be, I have to hit all 10 goals. Otherwise I'm a failure. It's like, no. And also maybe try not to make so many goals. But you know what? That's actually not a bad idea. Set yourself like, uh, I don't know, six or seven goals for the month. 
and then come up with backup goals. So if you're having a hyper-productive month, you could say, oh, wow, I'm feeling good that I can get at least one other thing done. And then you don't need to really think about it, you know, because there have been times where I've completed my tasks for the day and then I'm like, oh, I get the rest of the day off, which isn't a bad thing. You should always take time off, take time for yourself. But there are times where if you're like in hyper productivity mode, then yeah, look at those backup goals and say, oh, I can get, I can just check off one extra thing off of my list. And then you'll probably feel great about it later on when you realize when you're doing your next set of goals, you're like, oh, I got to do that. Wait, I already have it done. And then you just, you feel good. Yeah. There's also another trick is like, if you come up with goals, like weekly goals, daily goals, monthly goals, you come up with the most important task, the MIT. I did not coin that. And so say you have a set of goals, pick whichever one is like, if you think, if you get that one done, at least then that is a win. If, you know, don't make a list of 10 goals and then most of them are like kind of weedy that didn't need to be done, you know, um, but you have a really important one. Try and make one of the goals you have being the most important and aim to get that one if nothing else done. One of the things I do with my goals is I, this is just for me, I break, I have a specific goal for different aspects of my life. So I write, I have a business, I, um, obviously we have the podcast, I am learning things, I'm learning two different languages, and obviously I, I like having a reading goal because sometimes if I forget to put reading goals on there, I will just end up reading the same book over and over again and not trying new books because again, I get in these obsessive patterns. So what I do is I actually have categories. So I always have a writing goal, a health goal, a business goal, things like that. And I, I try and put them in every month. So I don't have like a million writing goals. Now, I appreciate this is all about writing goals, but I'm just saying you want to make sure that you have a balance in your life so that you're not swinging one way or the other. It's like, yes, writing is important. But if are you are you doing all the writing and so neglecting other areas of your life, including your health and your family and other areas that might need some attention so just splitting them out and having a few goals that include non-writing things can be helpful too but yeah that was it I think that's an excellent way to end this episode because I do agree with you I do the same thing with my to-do list I have it broken up into like my work tasks include writing the website the podcast all of that fun stuff and then um, home is separate and I am included in that because yeah you all need to take some time to yourself and do a little bit of self-care every now and then uh, preferably that should be in your routine as well but yeah no I concur and I'm gonna leave it at that because Ari said that very nicely so we're gonna turn it over to you guys how do you set writing goals for yourself and uh, did you change anything from the previous year because now that we're in a new year I'm kind of curious like how did you tweak it? Uh, let us know your answers in the comments so we can chat about it. And remember, we release a new episode every Wednesday. Next week, we're discussing dialogue in novels. To ensure you don't miss it, don't forget to hit the subscribe button on your way out. As always, thank you for listening to the Merry Writer Podcast. We will see you guys next week. This podcast is brought to you by Arguments Over Coffee and Tea. Which side are you on? The music titled Inspired is by Kevin McLeod, licensed under Creative Commons 4.0.